0: Is Pastor Scott Olbert for Spiritual Onion. Let's imagine for a moment, let's imagine you're one of the leaders of the fledgling Jesus movement known as the Way among early believers. You're one of the select few forming the structure of worship. You're aware of various small groups of believers who gather around tables in houses of those who follow Jesus. Every week you sing songs, the words often expressions of faith by St. Paul. You tell stories of Jesus and recall parables and sayings. Gathering together, you bring food to share. And central to this simple worship is the sharing of bread and wine, rooted in the story of Jesus' last meal with his disciples. As with any sacramental action, there is a blending of words and earthly elements. So, why would you institute this meal, the focal point of worship, by starting out with the words, In the night in which he was betrayed? Kind of dark, isn't it? Negative? In the scheme of things, you just celebrated the commemoration of Palm Sunday and everything was upbeat, recalling palm branches, screaming crowds, a parade, high fives all around, and now this, in the night in which he was betrayed. This is what you and other leaders choose as the opening words when the church celebrates Holy Communion. Yes, that's what you do. So here's what I imagine. Still basking in the recent presence of Jesus, you are aware of how easily succeeding generations will distort, obscure, and lose the transforming vision that Jesus lived and preached. Intuitively, with an understanding of human brokenness, You thrust the darkness and shadow of the human heart out there for us to hear each time we celebrate Holy Communion. You somehow know that good news will quickly become bad news, not what was done for us by God, but what we need to do. That God's eternal presence would soon become somehow dependent on our actions that mercy, compassion, forgiveness, and acceptance will be lost and be replaced with judgment, rejection, and exclusion. Did you foresee the good news of God's favor becoming how guilty and shameful we are, that God's original blessing would become our original sin? And so each time that we celebrate the transforming presence of bread and wine become body and blood, we hear in the night in which he was betrayed. Because on that night, Judas was not excluded, but included. The one who betrays remains part of the intimate group of disciples. Jesus speaks to him and extends his body and blood to the betrayer no call for repentance no judgment no haranguing about the dangers of sin this is my body given for you judas on the night in which he was betrayed thomas is also there thomas the doubter thomas who doesn't seem to quite trust that jesus knows what he's doing We don't know where you're going, Jesus. How can we know the way? But again, no call from Jesus for Thomas to get faith rather than doubt. No judgment. No, this is my body for you, Thomas. On the night in which he was betrayed there are James and John who continually argue about who will be the greatest, who will sit at the right hand of Jesus when he comes in power. Perhaps they are narcissists, inflated by being close to Jesus, but yet desperately wanting to be THE closest wanting to get next to the real power, not getting that Jesus is about solidarity with the least of these, not about nuzzling up to the powerful. But again, this is my body given for you, James and John. On the night in which he was betrayed, there is Simon the Zealot. Today we might call him a radical progressive, a socialist maybe. Zealots wanted to change the way political power did business, and Simon was not a compromiser. He was not a go-along-to-get-along kind of guy who knows how he really fit into Jesus' band of followers. His presence likely didn't do Jesus much good PR-wise. This is the kind of guy you make one of your buddies, Jesus? A radical progressive? Yep, this is my body given for you, Simon. And Matthew, the tax collector, the opposite of Simon, one might say. Not only does he collect taxes for the government, but he usually tax on a little bit extra for himself. Thumb on the scale, so to speak. In the Gospels, there is no record of Jesus judging Matthew for being in a hated occupation, nor do we hear of Jesus telling Matthew to clean up his act. Just, this is my body given for you, Matthew. And on the night in which he was betrayed, there is Peter the rock. On Peter the rock, Jesus says he will build his church. The rock, because most of the time Peter is dumber than a box of them. Peter, to whom Jesus says, Get behind me, Satan. Peter, who falls asleep on Jesus when Jesus is praying in agony in the garden. What a buddy, right? Peter, who denies Jesus three times only a short time after Jesus says to him, This is my body given for you, Peter. Did they need to confess their brokenness before Jesus says, this is my body given for you? No. Did they need to change their lives before Jesus says, this is my body given for you? No. Did they need to repent, stop their backsliding as the Baptist would say, go to confessional as Catholics would insist, make sure they had their beliefs straight as some Lutherans might demand, be part of the chosen group as some Christians claim, or just endure judgment as happens in every Christian congregation in America. No, just this is my body given for you. As we move toward the great three days that lead to Jesus being raised from the dead by the love at the center of the universe, think of all the ways you and I betray that love. Because we are fragile human material who can do no better. And for us, there is no judgment. Just, this is my body given for you. For you. Thank you for listening. Upcoming, we will offer a special podcast on Good Friday and then another on Easter. After Easter, we're going to take a break for a bit and then return by targeting topics for spiritual and psychological contemplation. If there is a subject you'd like me to address, just send me a message and I'll see what I can do. Be well.
1: Your pardon, or walk the straight and narrow track. Will you walk with Jesus, He's gonna save your soul? You gotta keep the devil down in the hole. You got the fire. la You walk through the garden, gotta watch your man. Well, I beg your pardon, walk the straight and narrow path. Will you walk with Jesus?